Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is episode 245. We recorded this episode when we were in Venice. And when I was editing the episode, it made me kind of sad because I was like, oh, I want to go back there right now, even though it was was just last week. I know. How is there any week ago? Well, by the time you guys hear this, it'll have been two weeks ago. And we just had such a good time. We surprisingly only actually recorded two episodes, which um, will be released over the next month. But we had such a good time just hanging out with people and really just like getting to chill and be around people who we don't get to see in real life ever. And, um, you know, making those face-to-face connections is always just so great. Yeah, we've always wanted to do a California trip. And we have so many great people out there that we know and have wanted to connect with. And we get to have dinner with Shane Farmer a couple times. We get to go to Deuce Gym. Oh my gosh, Shane Farmer. (laughs) I just want to hug him. And we just hung out around Venice and the shops. And it was just a blast. So uh, we sat on the couch at our lovely VRBO and recorded this episode talked about what we were doing uh over the weekend and i think it was a great conversation because we also answered a lot of questions that people kind of wrote in and just random like travel faqs and so if you want to get in the mood for this episode maybe like take your shoes off drink some kombucha like open a window get in the southern california vibe i think it actually was raining when we recorded this so maybe scratch that opening window part yeah Maybe just put, if you have your happy lamp, just turn that on. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like it. (laughs) Pretty much the exact same thing. All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoy. Enjoy. Anyway. Okay. Okay. Cool. Hi. Welcome to Venice. We're sitting in our adorable Airbnb and it's raining outside and everyone's like, oh my God, it's freezing. And Claire and I are in t-shirts and like, this is the best weather ever. Yeah, Joy went went for a run. Yeah. I went outside and I was like... Well, it was funny. I woke up this morning. I'm like, oh, I heard the rain. I'm like, I don't want to run in the rain. And then I walked outside for a hot minute just to kind of get a feel for the weather. And I was like, this is perfect running weather. And so I went for a run and it was lovely. And I got poured on, but it was fine. Like the whole time I was like, oh, this is just like a baptism. We don't get rain in Colorado really like this. Like we'll have maybe, what do you think? Less than five, like yeah rainy days a year maybe like two or three yeah we get rain like thunderstorms we get a lot of afternoon showers we get thunderstorms but they mm-hmm. are there and gone within 20 minutes yeah it, we don't get rainy days so we're really loving this weather yeah we're curled so nice. up on this great couch in our vrbo which is adorable and the uh lady who owns this place is just the cutest we walked in and she texted us when we arrived and greeted us said do you need anything? Can I get you she anything? She left chips and salsa and wine in the fridge for us. <sighs> Just lovely. so far, it's so good with being here. Yeah. So I'm not sure when you guys will hear this, but, no, but you can still reminisce about how great this trip was. We will with be us. listening to this reminiscing <laughs> with you about how great this trip was. So, so far, we have been uh, hanging out at Deuce Gym. We did a mm-hmm. workout with them Thursday evening and hung out with Lindsay and Logan, yeah. had dinner with them. Um, what do you think of Deuce Gym? I liked it. I thought it was so great. It's a funky little space. Yeah, it's a great space mm-hmm. on the corner. With it's like, one of those, I definitely was like, this could only work here because you mm-hmm. have to use the outdoor space. Yeah, they have a really cool outdoor. It's just like this awesome corner. It was like probably converted from a... Like an auto shop. Auto probably. shop. Yeah. And it just it just looks so great mm-hmm. with everyone working out outside and... Very Venice. <sighs> very Venice. And then we watched the 18-2 announcement, which again, I don't know when this is going to air, so we're not going to go too far down yeah. that path of talking about the open, but... But uh, I don't know. By the time we air this, we'll probably have already done it for sure. <laughs> Who knows if the open will be over. Yeah. But hopefully I did okay with the dumbbell squats. You're going to go back and listen to this and be like, hey, I remember not hey, knowing past what joy. that would be like. I hope you did okay. <laughs> Future joy. Future joy or past joy? Well, when I'm listening to this, it'll be past joy. 
<laughs> Good luck, future joy. <laughs> um, so we have a lot of fun things planned this weekend. We uh, planned this last year, this trip to Venice. To we, There's just a lot of people here that we wanted to hang out with and connect with. And so that's kind of the purpose of this trip. Yeah. Um, and just um, make some fun connections and see some good peeps. So we thought we would just do a little Q&A. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're just kind of warming up our our podcast and muscles for the weekend, but also just is always fun. We don't get a chance as much anymore to be in the same room together while we record. So it's right. fun to just kind of sit down and actually like shoot the shit, shoot, actually record. Carrie asked a good question of, I always like hearing PCPs of people's weeks, pro con pro. I was like primary care. Physician. I know that's <laughs> my term at Kaiser. <laughs> Go see your PCP. Um, so something you're loving this week, something that's grinding your gears. And then something else you're loving because you have to end on a positive note. Right, it's a compliment note. sandwich about your week. Compliment sandwich. Something you're loving this week. I am loving the Insta Golden's Instagram account. <laughs> That's such a good one. If you guys don't follow this account. Insta Golden's. It's just golden retriever puppies. You need this on your Instagram like, feed. As you're scrolling your feed, up. you're like, ugh, this as life is so depressing. Random, yeah, as you see another random right. fitness post, which, you know, sometimes we just can't avoid those. You're, and then it's just All like of a golden sudden, retriever puppies running through a field. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the best. And every <laughs> single one is the cutest. So cute. It's just so fluffy. adorable and fluffy and their little razor sharp teeth biting something. <laughs> it's just so cute. Okay, something. Um, okay, you go. Yeah. I was like, uh, excuse <laughs> me. Thanks, Joy. Thanks a lot. Um, I bought some new socks. I'm wearing them right now. They're very really soft wanna... and very like supportive on my foot. Okay. I feel great about them. They're champion, from Target. Champion. Yeah, they're from Target. I'm a big fan. I don't buy myself new socks. There's yeah. like one of those things that I don't ever do. Right. You've already told me about these socks. I know. That's like, just how much I'm excited. excited about them. They're so soft. Pro new socks. It just reminded me because they're purple too. It reminded me of when Cher Horowitz says, I broke in my purple clogs. Yeah. No, it's, oh yeah. Doesn't she say purple clogs? Purple clogs. I broke in my purple clogs. Okay, something that's grinding my gears. Sorry, I just had to take some kombucha. <laughs> to get um, ready to talk about your, <laughs> your con. Um, something that's grinding my gears. It's it's funny because as I'm talking about it, I'm like, well, um, I mean, this could go a lot of different ways. Like, how do we talk about it? <laughs> How do we say something that's like, okay, just like a little, like a, on a one to 10, let's go for like yeah. a four. Uh, something that is grinding my gears. What's today? Friday. No, like the date. March, March 2nd. 2nd. It's Dr. Seuss's birthday today. Is it really? How do you yeah. know that? I don't know. Oh. It's just one of those pieces of trivia I've hung on to like with my life. Hung on to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Do you have one? Something that's like bugging you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My thing that's, bo- that's bugging me is... This isn't like really about my life. Oh. Just in general, something that's been bothering me. Okay. I'm really over the word wifey. Okay. Where are you hearing that a lot? On Instagram or like social media. Someone will be like talking about their wifey. Oh. Like, oh, I'm going, you know, like, I'm gonna, my wife or like. Okay. It just, that the word, I'm like, can we just use lose yeah. the word wifey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To like describe your friends. Then I'll piggyback off of your idea because I like that. Because <laughs> I texted you the other day about the word fresh to describe anything. Yeah, which related. I use that word yeah. to describe my eyebrows which when is, I get them done. I am completely against <laughs> is anytime people use the word fresh to describe fresh nails, fresh brows, fresh anything related to your fresh haircut, okay. fresh cut, fresh lob, fresh. I it it's the it's the new moist for me. It drives me crazy. And I, I don't know why. It's one of those things. Every time I read it, I'm like, like, like put it up there with Manny Petty. Can't stand that either. Can't stand it when someone says I need to go get a Manny Petty. 
just I know I should like shouldn't call myself a woman by saying that, but it's just not the list of like things that you text me that are mm-hmm. like, no, these are banned. I'm like, man, this list is getting long. For it's joy. getting long, <laughs> which only makes me feel old because it's gonna just. I'm just on a sleigh ride to being that 80 year old woman. Sleigh that's ride like, to cranky old woman. <laughs> It's no longer sleigh ride to 40 because no. I'm already here. But yeah. now it's just sleigh ride to cranky woman, old woman. That's fine. Oh, man. Yeah, that's it's so true. I'm, I'm starting to realize that these things like when Sandy and I travel, I'm like, we were just like two little like she needs this. I need that. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're just like these two old ladies running around just being like, I need this for my, when I sleep and I need this for when I eat. And then I was thinking about last night because I was doing like all these things to get ready for bed. I was like, man, when I was like in my 20s, I would just pass out anywhere and now I have to like have this whole routine. I turn a sound machine on and I'm like, oh man, like I just. I, just I feel like there's like a bell curve throughout your life. Like when you're a, a toddler, like you need everything exactly right. Yeah. Like you have to have your right, you know, stuffed animal and your right pillow and the room has to be the right temperature. And if you have the wrong blanket, like not, it's not going to happen. And then like in your teens and 20s, it's like you could fall asleep on a log and it wouldn't matter. And you'd be like, yeah. oh, that was a great night of sleep. So and then great. as you get older, you're like, I need like my right pajamas and my correct blanket. Yeah. And like, yeah, you go it back. It just comes back again. All right. Another pro. Okay. Another pro. I mean, this trip is a pro. This trip is definitely a pro. Being in California yeah. is making me so happy. It's great. I just love everything about it. I love the house. I love the vibe. We were driving, I love the trees. I love the succulents. I love the plants. We were driving around Santa Monica yesterday and Joy was like, had taken a trip there five years ago mm-hmm. and everything. She's like, I remember this. I remember this. Just, this is so great. I get so nostalgic. Well, there are places that I love. So Phoenix, Tempe, Scottsdale, Mesa, where I grew up is like, I go there and I just want my heart just explodes with love. It's kind of the same when I come to the Los Angeles area because my mom grew up here. So I have a lot of family here and I've spent a lot of time here growing up. So it's just like constant memories. And that's one thing about me is I have like the biggest nostalgia bone in my body is like anything that makes me feel like love for my childhood i just want to like curl up in a ball and just like we walked talk in the house it. and she was like it smells like my grandma it smells like it's my like grandma a, like a glade plug-in yeah <laughs> no it's there's something about the wood here yeah. or something but it's like it smells like a california home anyway i'm not going to go down that one okay um so positive that wasn't positive your yeah, positive was the it. trip okay um any other uh christy asks i really liked the deer pile episode any interesting tips or wisdom you picked up from podcasters in other industries that you might use in the fitness health podcasting world i think we talked about this a little bit last week but my biggest takeaway was that we have an advantage in that we just are kind of going for it Mm -hmm. i think the biggest tip that i took away actually was like don't overthink it yeah um but i also it did definitely open my eyes to the fact that like when we started podcasting, there was not, there was no such thing as the podcast industry. Right. And it's it just, just completely not. blown up in the last five years. And now it's like a full media, you know, it's like full arm of media. And I think that since when we started, it wasn't really like that. We haven't really acknowledged how much the business component of podcasting has come into play since we've been in the game. And so it definitely made me think like, man, we could be doing a lot more. And we talked about that on last week's episode too, but not just like we could be doing a lot more with what we're offering and what we're talking about, what we're doing, but like we could be doing a lot more behind the scenes, even with what we currently have. Like I've been thinking a lot lately about how my, I want my goal for the next, honestly, it would probably take like a year would be to go back through and do show notes for all our, our episodes. Yeah, Just that kind of thing where it's like, you know, five years ago, it didn't matter whether I had show notes. Now it's like you you need them. Right. So. And just, it's so helpful. Yeah. I do use them for other shows that have them. Like, right. I just kind of want to skip to this part. <laughs> but I think like. It but made don't me, skip. Don't right, be a don't skipper. Don't skip. Um, but it definitely made me think 
about the fact that most people put a lot more thought into starting a podcast now, which both is a good thing because on the one hand, it means that like we didn't ever have that analysis paralysis, but also means like, okay, we probably should step up our game a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think when I did the, so the deer pile one was, was one. And then I did another panel that wasn't recorded the week before and it was all male podcasters. And I, I learned a lot from that just from kind of like the technical side. There was a lot of like resources that they offered and things like tips and tricks that they used. Um, nothing that would be like of note to talk about right this moment, but it was like being around other podcasters and because it's grown so much and especially, you know, just in Denver um, was really helpful for me to be like, oh, there's a tribe now that really understands what we're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very apparent to me that it does take a lot of time to build what you're trying to do with a podcast. And I don't think a lot of people really get that because I was probably the oldest one with the longest running podcast on that panel. And uh, yeah, it was just interesting because like they asked a lot of questions about sponsorships and like, you know, how we handle that. And all the other guys were like, well, we don't really have sponsors. And I'm like, well, we actually have a lot of experience with sponsors. Yeah. So um, I, I do think that there's there's the people who are pretty well known before they start their podcast that are already just launched because they already have a following. And that I think there's that exception. But um, yeah, I just I'm curious to just see kind of where it goes, because right now they're doing a lot of live shows my favorite murder um pod save america i mean there's a uh, beautiful anonymous they do a lot of live re- recordings but they also had a pretty strong background before they did right. that they weren't just like randos they weren't just that randos that started a podcast they were comedians, uh, comedians or politicians, politicians. Or, yeah. so um i'm curious to see where that goes and i had a great time doing the deer pile episode just because it was a cool way to meet other people and connect with an audience but okay Moving on. Favorite, uh, Sarah Jane asks, favorite things or habits you do on vacation and differences and preferences when traveling with girlfriends or significant others. So like, I guess that might be you too, like how you handle traveling with another person. Yeah. I think it takes a special relationship to like travel well you with someone else. You have to have the right, the right combo. Mm-hmm. I think what you were just talking about, how like you have to have your certain things. I think that's something I noticed about you when you travel. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of step back and I'm like, just do whatever you need to do. And like, yeah. I don't really care. Yeah. <clears throat> and... I think that when Joy and I travel together, it works well because neither one of us really cares that much. Yeah. And like, so it's just kind of like, yeah, like whatever works, we go with the flow. Like it's good to have plans, but you don't necessarily need to have plans. And then like at the end of the day, if your lack of plans means that you don't end up doing anything, then like, oh, well. Yeah. And you're just kind of there to have the experience. Like kind of just go into it without a whole lot of expectations and a lot of flexibility. And I think flexibility when you're traveling is really, really important. I think the biggest like squabbles that I've had with Brandon when we've been traveling is like where one of us really wanted to do one thing and the other one didn't. Or I think even like Brene Brown talks about this in one of her books. Is it Rising Strong? Or it was one of her earlier books where she talks about like having to set expectations with her husband. And one of the examples she uses is around traveling and like they're getting ready for their big summer trip to the lake. And he stops and he's like, her husband's like watching her pack and he stops her and he's like I think we just need to check in about our expectations for this because he's seeing that she's packing like all of these books and all of these yeah. like you know things that look makes it look like she thinks she's just gonna relax all the whole time they're there and he's packing all of the stuff to like go right. hiking and like <laughs> his kids are packing all the stuff to like go water skiing and, and she's like I'm just on a relaxing vacation and he's like yeah, yeah we're not packing for the same trip mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um I don't know. I don't know that I have like any weird, like the only thing that I do on vacation that I don't do at home is sleep in. Yeah. Because um, I can. Right. I think it's uh, what I've noticed just about traveling, no matter who you're with, is flexibility. And 
if there's two rigid people traveling together, it's just not going to go well. No. Yeah. Um, like Sandy and I have done some trips. Like when we go to the games, we stay together and we travel a lot together or we do a lot of things together. And we joke that we're like, we travel so well together because we're both kind of just nutty. And then we, but we always figure it out. Like someone will make a call and we're like, okay, fine. Whether like we both have that flexibility, but we're all both like nutty and neurotic about some things, but we both recognize it in each other. And they're not the same thing. And they're not the same things. And so we're just like, it, it, but it works. And then we can be very frank with each other because like two neurotic people together can get real bad if you don't like call it out. out, But like one time I'll never forget Sandy. I hope you're listening to this. We were like, (laughs) what? Sandy's just so darn accommodating. Like she wants nothing more than to be a server for someone. Like she just wants to serve and help. And like I had my bags and uh, we were going in an elevator. She's trying to like grab all my bags to like carry them for me. And I was like, Sandy, I got it. (laughs) You're being too helpful. Stop. Now you're just annoying. But it was just so oh, cute. Cause so, like, right. But anyway, like but we so travel cute. so well together because we can just be like very right. communicative. And I think it's the same like when Scott and I travel, like when we, we travel so much together. But by now, like we're, we're in it 11 years down the road. Right. Like I think when it's different when you're with a partner and you just know how the other one operates so well. But yeah. I have to be flexible because he's the travel person. Right. Like he, he travels like for his job. So when I travel with him, I have to just completely turn off my... You just like have to submit to his routine. I have to 100% like, submit to yeah. his routine. And at first it was really annoying because I was like, well, I kind of want to do things this way. But then I realized I was like, no, this is his thing. And he right. super enjoys it. So like when I was, you know, in my 20s and just like traveling really flippantly, <clears throat> my goal was to always be the last person on the plane. Oh, God. That would drive me <laughs> I mean, when I had a sign seat, right? Yeah, this was like fair. before random, right, like before just Southwest get on a plane. Airlines, yeah. yeah. So you have an assigned seat and I would always be like, my goal would be at the last one. Cause I was like the less time on the plane, the better. I so never, would you get to the airport late or would you just like, no, wander I would just the wander around the airport oh. and then like, I would just wait till everyone boarded yeah, and, and then, then I'd get, get on. on. Cause I didn't care. And right. I just never, like I always packed to where I just could put it under my seat. So I didn't care about being there early. Yeah. And when I started traveling with Scott, he was like, oh no, no. you get down. on, you are the first one on the plane and you settle and you get your seat yeah. and you have status that gets you on the plane first. And so I had to let that go big time. Right. Like there's a like, reason that like <sighs> pre-boarding is, a, is there's a reason. A, and now yeah. I, I mean, now I kind of get it, but I was like, yeah. oh man, I would just, my goal was to be like, my idea was the less time on a plane, the better. That's like so, one of my favorite things about traveling with Miles is that we get rid of the first people on the plane. When you have a little guy though, it's a little different because yeah. you literally have to get settled. Like right you're getting the snacks out you're getting the blanket right. you're, you're wiping down the seat you're like exactly pulling up the movie on the yeah. ipad but yeah. when i used to travel by myself um i when i was little with john hay even before tsa security was a thing like back when like security you know was like you just walk through a metal detector with your backpack on right we would get to the airport like two and a half hours early and looking back i mean it must have been because we, you know he was traveling with like four kids so like, you never know what's gonna happen yeah and you, but we used to take a limo to the airport because it was cheaper because otherwise we would have had to get two cabs. Yeah. And I don't know, back then you just didn't park at the airport. Yeah. And he, um, so it was cheaper to just get like a limo for two hours. And so That's that amazing. was, so we would like take a limo How much to the fun airport. did you guys have as Loved kids? it. And they always had like these little Coke cans in the oh, back. Oh yeah. Like the mini Coke yeah. cans. Like why is it the mini? Because, you know, because you can't drink a whole you Coke drink, during no, your limo ride. The whole time. Yeah. yeah. And anyway, and so we would get to the airport so early. So that habit totally stuck with me of like this feeling of sheer panic leading up to getting to the airport of like, we're going to be late. We're going to be late. We're going to be late. And then finally, when I was in college, I was like, 
wait a minute, I don't have to get, and even like in college when it was, you know, post 9-11 type of traveling, it was still like, I don't, there's no reason for me as like a young, you know, like quick person to get to the airport literally three hours early. Yeah. I'm just sitting here now yeah. for hours. Yeah. And anyway. Yeah. But anyhow. I get a little nervous though when I travel. I do. There's always like that fear in the back of my mind. First of all, I get nervous every time I book a flight that I booked it for the wrong date. Mm-hmm. I have to double check my date like a I double and times. triple like a bazillion times. And, I've, and never in my life have I misbooked a flight, but like I just, you know. And then um, I always, you know, you always have that fear of like, well, what if I get there and like security lines really long or like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I... I think traveling's like that. The only I'm not one to be like, oh, I want to be super rich. But I feel like the the one huge benefit of being yeah. super rich would be just to have a private jet. I know. And, do you remember that part in Amy Schumer's book? Yep, yeah, that's exactly like, what I was thinking about. Where she's like, <laughs> I'm not really like a big money person. She's like, but I gotta say, <laughs> I love being Flying rich enough private, to yeah. fly private. <laughs> it's awesome. She's like, I'm sorry, like, everyone. I'm it's sorry. The best. <laughs> it's she's like, you pull up to a plane right. on the exact time that you arrive. It takes off, yeah. and then you land, and you don't. Have to go through any of that bullshit. I'm like, that would be so a good. dream, hundred percent. I am on board for that, Amy Schumer. I will also say, like traveling with Miles, people are so nice to you when you're traveling with kids. Yeah, they know that you're like, yeah, you got your hands full. You got your hands full. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, this is really this question. Any thoughts about restarting the book club idea? Fun fact: <laughs> If you are subscribed to our newsletter, every single month we do a book review. There you go. So uh, go to girlsnowadpodcast.com forward slash newsletter, and every single month uh, on the second Tuesday of the month we release a newsletter, and there's a book review in there, and. The thing about doing the book club episodes was like we just got behind every single month yeah. and then it was just something else to try to kind of try yeah. to figure out and we just never really knew what to talk about. Yeah. Like, so it wasn't something that we felt like we could sustain while I love the idea and it didn't feel meaningful, but it felt a little, yeah, it felt a little rushed. Like the first yeah. book that we did, the power, the yes, year of yes, year of yes power of now, year of yes. Um, I really loved that discussion yeah. and I felt like that was a really easy book to read. The, and not, discuss. Not easy, but it was like you could yeah. fly through it because it was so good. And then after a while, it was like some of the other books took more time. So I don't, I love the idea of it, you guys. And I think if you wanted to do like a subgroup GGW book club, like by all means, start a group <laughs> and I will support that. And we can uh, chime in every once in a while. But I feel like that was something that just wasn't sustainable. So the yeah. best media, middle ground that we could do was the... The other thing book. too is that Joy and I don't like the same types of books. Really. Yeah, right. Like Joy is really into autobiographies. I just love bio- and like, uh, biographies yeah. and like kind of self-helpy stuff. Yeah, and I'm more, I definitely am more of a fiction reader than a nonfiction reader, which I'm coming to find is sort of, I'm in a, the minority of adults who read fiction, which is weird to me. But um, that is weird. I think more people read that. I, I mean, it's just the people that I'm around. Oh, okay. I feel like everyone's always reading like, you know, the subtle art of not giving a fuck and those yeah. types of books all the time. Brandon actually loved that book. I know, but I have issues. <laughs> I have so many issues with self-help books. I'm not even getting it started. Yeah. I feel like, mm, okay. Um, <laughs> blah, blah, Live blah, blah. in the bed. Um, okay. Beth asks something that she doesn't want the CrossFit van to come after us. So I'm going to be like, shmoosh, 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 shmoosh. We're going to, we're just going to, you're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to talk around this. Um, we can just say it. Yeah, I think we can too. Uh, <laughs> the CrossFit van is here. Uh, okay. Um, she doesn't want the CrossFit van to come after us, but thoughts on CrossFit's recent barrage of before and afters on social media. Okay, so blanket statement. You guys know already. We've talked about this for a long time. We are fundamentally against before and afters. And this is coming from a place from where we used to post before and afters. Yes, I was going to say, I posted a before. I've, yeah. I've posted a couple before and afters. I have too, especially mm-hmm. like when I was postpartum. Like, But we have since 
come to realize that for us, before and afters never make us feel good. We never see someone else's before and after photo and and it's not that I don't feel like proud of that person or, you know, if it's somebody that I personally know and I've known their journey, then that might be different. But like if I'm just scrolling and seeing random before and afters, they don't make me feel good. And so we decided we were not going to be a part of that culture. And the thing also that drives us crazy about before and afters, two things. One, they don't tell the whole story. They're is so much more that goes into a transformation than what you see physically. And somebody going, you know, having an amazing quote unquote before and after, their mental status, their emotional status could be completely in the toilet. But just because they look good, everyone's praising them. Yeah. And that is a very confusing feedback loop that can get into your head that Joy went through when doing macros. And it's just such an oversimplified version of what's going on in your life. Yeah. And we don't want to feed into that. Yeah. The other reason is that once you get that after photo, like now what? Like, yeah. Do you just, is that your body that you have to maintain forever? Like yeah. there is no after in yeah. life. Like, and that's what, that's what bugs me too. And sorry, some cars, is it a, like a trash truck? Oh, it's, yeah, it's definitely a something or other truck. Um, the thing that was really kind of enlightening for me when I realized I was like, oh, this is just not the life I want to live is when I heard someone somewhere was, I, th- I want to say it was the Well-Fed Women podcast where you're, they were like, your body's always changing. Your body is constantly changing. So to assume that you can control your body and put it at this like after pick and stay there is completely setting yourself up to fail. Not because you are failing, but because your body does not do that it's naturally. Not static, yeah. You're your supposed body, to change all the time. So let your body lead. Now we can go through our life and make choices that are like for your health or right. not so great for your health. But to be to control your body with your brain in that aspect of like I'm gonna set this number in my head because my brain came up with it is going against your biology and going against what your body wants it to do. So. I think once I learned that, I really was like, yeah, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so just not going to do that. If, if for some reason you were unfamiliar about our stance on before and yeah. afters, there it is. There it is. Um, In terms of CrossFit posting them, and I mean, we also have relationships with a lot of brands out there that use before and after photos in their marketing. And they're effective. They're effective. It works for people. They see it and they're like, I want to be that after. Right. And I think that when you see someone's before and after, your reaction that goes into it tells you a lot about where you're at in your in your health journey like if you can just see a before and after and just appreciate it and be like wow that looks like that person put in a lot of work whatever you know we also always say like you're responsible for your reactions to what you see Mm -hmm. you know like if you see something on social media that does not that you makes you feel bad then just unfollow that person unfollow and if you see something that joy and i are like man we hate that and you're like that doesn't bother me at all then that's great right um, like if everyone's going to have like certain the word confident. fresh and you love the word wifey. Right. And you want to go hang out with all your fresh and wifeys. you love being hashtag blessed about it. Yeah. Please keep <laughs> doing that. Someone's going to be like feeling really judged right now. I know. It's okay. Um, anyway, so in terms of marketing, I get why it's effective. In terms of CrossFit, I don't want to say that I hold them to another standard because I think that's unfair, but I kind of do hold them to another standard. Agree. And I think it's because they just as a brand, in my opinion have a really long way to go in terms of a lot like what is their mission statement as a brand yeah Yeah. i have no idea Mm -mm. and hey guys are you listening yeah like what is your mission statement (laughs) forging elite i have a lot of thoughts about all of this about like the Mm -hmm. business of crossfit Mm -hmm. and so the fact that we have gone in about five years from posting pictures of telena fortunato spread eagle doing legless rope climbs in booty shorts 
in with the mi- middle of the picture focus on her crotch and getting tweets from CrossFit Media about that episode being like, there's no such thing as a sexualized image. You're sexualizing it with your brain. And us being like, no, this is a picture of someone's splayed open legs focusing on their crotch. Like there's a thousand other angles you could have captured this event from. Why is this the one you post? So going from that to post to pictures of, you know, normal people who are working really hard in the gym, who are taking control of their health and showcasing those before and afters, even though I think that, I personally think that there is a more authentic way of showing what those journeys are. I do think that in a quick snapshot, it's easy to look at a, at a picture and be like, okay, I'm familiar with the before and after. I kind of know what I'm getting here. This is a quick way to tell the story of this, you know, 60-year-old school teacher who had pre-diabetes and now she's competing in the open or right. whatever, you you know, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So even though I don't love it, it's better than what we were working with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it is effective. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, I personally, like I said, like when I see before and afters, typically they don't make me feel great. And so I either unfollow that account or just scroll past them and just try not to react to them. Mm-hmm. But all that I can feel like we can personally do in this before and after world is just not post them ourselves. Yeah. Because everyone's going to do it. And I think it's, it's. Uh, I think we limit ourselves. I think CrossFit's limiting themselves to, I think falling into the trap of what is the culture on social media instead yeah. of like thinking outside the box of like what, of what they want to be and define, like defining right. their mission of, of their brand. CrossFit and their yeah. brand and their definition of health. Maybe, maybe they should do our mindful body. <laughs> they should do our mindful body challenge. But I think that that's a, a good point and I, I, I'm curious to see where it goes, but I think the piece that I always go back to is I, I get really sad that social, I see, I, hindsight is twenty twenty, but I can see how social media affected me negatively. Yeah. And it's like, it's when you're in it, you don't know you're, it's happening. But then after the fact, after getting out of it, I'm like, whoa, Social media had a huge impact on me looking at before and after photos and going, whoa, this, I wonder if this nutrition plan would help me and falling into the trap of, of thinking that that was reality or well, that that and, was the way it should be. And then posting your own before and, and afters and having people be like, oh so my God, you look amazing. Go- and being like, well, I don't feel great. But if everyone's telling me getting I look so amazing, then. Getting so much affirmation and positive comments and yeah. encouragement. Like One person did recently write us, of like, will you ever do an episode where you really go into the, nitty- the nitty-gritty of like the macro recovery? Yeah. And even though I feel like we talked about it so much kind of through the process, I don't think we've really... We were, when we were talking about it, you were still really in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it would be helpful maybe one day to do an episode of like, okay, here's what happened. Here's the, yeah. here's the nitty gritty of what I went through, how I recovered. Right. Rather than kind of, you know, we always talk about like when you go through a vulnerable situation, you have to wait till you're through it to you talk about it. You have to really it. wait till you have a lot of distance to talk about it and feel comfortable talking about it to where other yeah. people feel like comfortable, <laughs> comfortable as it. well. And I just want everyone out there that's maybe struggling with before and afters or even just images i you know when i was when i was younger it was all in magazines and so this is kind of the new um influence on steroids and we have to arm ourselves to kind of have that knowledge of saying this is not reality this is um influencing me negatively on a daily basis if i choose to let it so i love the people that reach out to us and they're like they'll send us a photo of something that's really ridiculous and they're like i just unfollowed this account yeah good for you that's awesome totally um because it you know recognizing that these are the things that are coming across our screen every single day and, and it's it's empowering to remind yourself like i'm in control of what i see i'm not like at the whim of these accounts that i follow and if somebody's consistently posting some 
something that makes me feel bad or I just look at them and I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? It's not like, I think that, you know, before we would have a hard time unfollowing like quote unquote CrossFit celebrities or, you know, people who had a ton of followers. Cause you're like, well, all these other people, you know, they're popular. So maybe if I don't agree with what they're doing, that's like a problem that I have. And I should like figure out why, you know, I think what they're doing is like, I should, I should want to be like that. Yeah. And then it's like, wait a minute. No. I'm my own person. I don't have to want to be like anything. I just need to be who I am. And if what I'm seeing on social media doesn't agree with that, then that has nothing to do with anything other than just like, okay, unfollow that person. Yeah. It's not personal. Just yeah. move on. Well, the the barometer that I use now is if I see something that's really, I don't know, I, I find myself comparing is I'll go, would I make this decision if I had never seen this photo? Yeah. Or would I have, would I be influenced? Would I have it, that thought pattern? Would I have that thought pattern if I had never seen this, blah, blah, blah. So it's really kind of breaking it down. And that's just for me. I, don't, I know not everyone gets affected that deeply, but yeah. it, it is something that I think a lot of women just need to be aware of and, and just, <laughs> we're so freaking hard on ourselves. Um, okay. <laughs> Crystal's so cute. Crystal asked, any other, any travel hacks? They're asking about travel hacks. Yeah. Weird tendency you have when you travel. I know we kind of talked about that a tiny bit, but more like travel hacks. Crystal says, uh, I find myself wanting to bring all 11 billion products and cosmetics I use. I will end up packing a pair of shoes, a couple shirts, some pants, and like a giant huge toiletry kit. Uh, <laughs> Crystal, that is exactly me. I get so freaked out about toiletries. When I travel with Joy, I don't pack anything because yeah. I know she will have everything, everything. that I need. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. And then Crystal says... Side note, my biggest travel hack for a four to five day trip is getting a professional blowout the day before I leave or that morning. Morning, It lasts pretty much the entire trip and I don't have to worry about my hair there because some dry shampoo and texturizing spray. <laughs> That's a great hack. I've never had a blowout. Have you ever had one? Like mm -hmm. a real one? No, because I think blowouts became like super trendy right after I chopped my hair off. So, um, I mean, they've always kind of been a been thing, trendy, but I yeah. just never did it. Yeah. Um, mostly, too, because I work out so much. I'm like, how do people get by with blowouts? But if you're like, on vacation, if you're on vacation sense, for yeah. sure. Um, right. But I think the the main... I've learned a lot of stuff from, from Scott. Not to say that this is something that I ever will do because I think as a woman, you're dealing with a lot of different things. Like he can get by with like yeah. two things, like two, two outfits. Suits and he's done, yeah. Yeah. And he's always like, you... <laughs> he's so funny. Did I tell you about the time when we were going to Hawaii and the night before? He's like, so, so this time we're going to put your bag yes. in the car tonight. And you were like, no. No, we're not. <laughs> I was totally thinking about you because I waited... I waited until the last minute to pack for this trip and um, we have like a tough shed in our backyard and that's where we keep all of like our backpacks and our luggage. And unbeknownst to me, Brandon Spurs, he tells he had told me about this. I'm pretty sure he did not. He had put a lock on the door of the shed and whether or not he told me that there was a lock on the door, he definitely did not tell me what the combination was. So I went out there and I was like, oh, it's 10 o'clock at night. Brandon is at work. I leave for the airport at 6.30 tomorrow morning and all of my bags are locked in a shed. I'm going to show up at the airport with like a bunch of grocery bags. <laughs> oh my but I was like, talk, I was thinking about you. I was like, Scott would be so mad right now. He'd be very disappointed. Luckily, I and guessed you, the code. It yeah. was the easy one to guess yeah. for me. But I was yeah. like, well, yeah. Yeah. So the, I used to, I used to just get paralyzed with when I would pack of which outfits to bring. Yeah. Like paralyzed. And I've since learned that you, when every trip you take, if it's roughly kind of like the same weather or, you know, like jeans and t-shirts type stuff, like you always pack the same stuff. Like I always mm. pack the same jeans, the same yeah. shirts and like, so I kind of don't deviate from the outfits that it's I like wear. like your travel wardrobe. That makes exactly. Sense. So you have a travel wardrobe. That way you don't have to overthink it. And then I 
I always have intentions to like either log it somewhere or write it down. There was like an app I used for a while. I think it's, I think it was called like Packing Pro app that kind of ran you through a list of things just so you wouldn't forget. Yeah. But um, so I have like a travel wardrobe and then you always keep things. This is kind of a well-known trick, but you keep all your colors in the same color palette. So you oh, never so you bring like, like tons of different color pieces. You always bring like yeah. blues, grays, blacks, whites, browns, whatever. So everything's kind of pretty neutral. As Scott would call it, what does he say? A staple. Like bring your yeah, staples. Bring your staples. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> God, my husband's so great. He's just the funniest person. <laughs> uh, he texted me this morning that Fred was, he wanted me to go to Fred Siegel. And I said, well, I already walked by Fred Siegel yesterday and moved. I just didn't have time to look up where it went because I don't want to go find it because right. we don't have time. And I said, I'm going to be working pretty much all weekend. So I can't be traveling around. He will tech. This is the other thing is whenever I travel somewhere, he gives me assignments of things to go find for him. And so he already texted me a pair of shoes he wants me to go get at Nike or undefeated. And I said, I am going to be working all weekend. So I probably won't be able to stop by the shoe store like, and get you some shoes. Online. And he's like, it'd be so awesome if you could get these for me it's like I love you very much and I probably won't and (laughs) (laughs) but uh so he already texted me this morning of like where the new Fred Siegel is I showed Claire and he said it moved to West Hollywood thumbs down thumbs down (laughs) like things that only Scott Parrish only Scott Parrish opinions about so the other thing is I try to pack as little like if we're if I'm doing it um, carry on like I'll carry on I just put all of my toiletries as much as I can like get by with dry shampoo and things that you don't have to put in your little you know whatever quarter bag quart bag and so um just buy things in the airport too like now after you get past security there's usually like an Aveda salon or some type yeah. of um airport store where you can kind of buy some of the toiletries when you get back past there if you are just doing a check bag other or a carry-on bag um or I always like to go to places when I get to my destination like yeah, just, just buying like products there way. like yeah buy new products or like try a new product um so I'm kind of guilty of doing that like after you get past security I'll go there's like usually some fun makeup store now like airports are getting pretty fun they're like malls they're you know so we're not really don't freak out if you forget something like that's kind of the thing is like unless you're going somewhere where there's nothing but by then it's like what you probably don't need anything like if they're you're going to some really um, right, you're going like a mission trip to Uganda yeah. or something. Yeah. I always used to, because since I was a backpacking guide, my like mantra now when I travel, I'm like, I'm not, it's not like I'm going into the woods. Yeah. Like when I, you know, when you're backpacking, like you truly, right. if you forget something, like you're SOL. Yeah. If you're just normal traveling, like you forget your deodorant, just go buy some deodorant. Yeah. Forget, yeah. To, forget to pack extra underwear, just go buy some new underwear. Yeah. Almost everywhere you go, yeah. you're probably going to run by a store with some travel items or whatever. Um, So that's kind of my thing is I always leave room too because I think, oh, it'd be fun to like bring some clothes back or buy something there. And so I just kind of be, I'm more flexible about it. But I think as far as outfits go, um, I think having a travel wardrobe is really helpful. I tend to underpack, which I think I'm like maybe the only Mm, person that I know. The only person that does that, yeah. So like on this trip, I I brought one pair of jeans, two pairs of leggings and three shirts and like we're here for four days yeah so i didn't even bring enough shirts to wear a new one every day yeah. that's not true i brought four shirts <laughs> like I most people are like bring but i think it's from i my i my parents got divorced when i was in third grade and i went back and forth every single week for yeah. 10 years and so i packed a bag every single week oh uh, yeah yeah and yeah. so i lived out of a suitcase for 10 years and so i was like when people like freak out about packing i'm like what this is not a big deal yeah I've- 
And just, so, yeah, yeah, so I underpack. And I think the more trips you go on, the more... You're like, I didn't wear this. I went through a phase yeah. for a little while there where I would over would overpack. And when I pack for miles, I always overpack for him. But like when you are a toddler, there's no such thing as too many extra changes of clothes. Yeah. Because you never know yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. The other thing too is like everywhere you go, it doesn't matter if you're camping. You can find a laundromat if yes, you have to. Yes, Exactly. Well, now the the really cool thing is VRBOs, right. which is where we're staying now. And, and everything has laundry and you have that availability. But I think staying in hotels, you, you're a little more limited because, um, you know, like most of them are equipped with like hair dryers and things like that. But but even then, you can usually send your laundry to the like, yeah, like the yeah. concierge will right. come pick it up for you. Anyway, we live in a great place, you guys. Everything can be done easily and fixed easily so don't ever think packing and traveling just bring the the non-negotiables the non-negotiables are like any medications you need right. That's, like whenever i get on and off the plane the two things i check for i'm like do i have my cell phone and my and like a credit card yeah like because wallet right, id it, those are the things ID that i absolutely yeah but it's like i could lose all my luggage if i have my cell phone and a credit card i'll be able to i'll be fine out. yeah all right. We have one more question. I don't think we have any more. Everyone is really wanting to know about the uh, travel hacks and maybe recording on Muscle Beach. But it's, today, it's pouring rain. Yeah, so we're not today going to and tomorrow, um, it's pretty rainy out. But uh, I'm trying to think of anything else that's come up. Good luck in 18.2. You probably, by the time you hear this, it'll be like weeks and weeks away, or weeks and weeks have will have passed. Yeah. But I think I'll probably do this one. You think so? Well, because I can. I can do it in my garage. Just oh, dumbbells. Okay. I probably won't do the max clean part. I mean, I might. Yeah. We did, um, I did the CrossFit Total event at Sloan's Lake CrossFit. Oh, fun fact. Oh, yeah. I don't know if this will be relevant by the time you hear this. Let's we put it out this? before. Let's put it out before. We're going to be at Sloan's Lake CrossFit. make that call. Okay, great. <laughs> We're going to be at Sloan's Lake CrossFit on Friday, March 16th for 18.4. I'm so proud of myself. I just remember that date off the top of my head. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> Friday, March 16th? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Wow. It's amazing. Um, for the 18.4 that we're doing, they're doing 18.4 Friday Night Lights. It's the Sloan's Lake CrossFit three-year anniversary. And we're going to do like a little live episode. Yep. Um, it's going to be super casual. So Super casual. We're not going to like set up the way that we did our 200th episode by any means. We're just going to have our portable recorder. We're going to kind of be walking around. If you are not a Sloan's Lake CrossFit athlete, they have asked that you please not plan on doing the workout because they have limited space and, you know, they have their own athletes that they need to get through. So do the workout at your own gym if you're in the Denver area and then come over to Sloan's Lake CrossFit. Um, just hang out if you want to. Come say hi. It's going to be going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. Sloan's Lake CrossFit is um, like a Sheridan and... 70... No, I think it's like around it's 45th like just or north of, 50th. No, it's way north of that. Is it? Yeah. Like Shared, in the Ralston yeah, Ralston area. Avenue, Ralston yeah. Road, whatever. Um, we'd love to see you come swing by and support the people doing the open and then support having one more week of the open left. I get so excited this time of year, though, because it's yeah. like I feel like everything's just ramping up to the games. I'd love to know if people are going to the games, too. Well, the tickets haven't gone on sale yet. No, I mean, like if people right, are planning, planning on going. On I think I said this in a, a recent episode, but if you are wanting to go to the games, I suggest you get your hotel on now yeah, you are planning and thinking about going to the games and you don't already have your hotel you're kind of you sol can, you can like, book your hotel and then if you don't get tickets or if your yeah. plans change you can release your room but like most we, hotels are booked they're already booked i was looking at tickets because we were planning this back in december and scott was trying to help me because he's my travel agent and 
everything was booked. We had to go to a different hotel that, than we stayed at last time because everything's already been booked. So get on it. Um, all right. So we're going to wrap up this episode, but uh, we're heading out to see the Billus. And then we are going to hang out with Shane Farmer. And Kian. We've got we're going Kian. After and Kian. We've got just... so much coming up and uh, we're just having a ball. We wanted to just kind of spend this time to connect with some really great people and then do some good recordings and have a good time in Cali. All right, guys. Thanks for supporting the podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.